And welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Brittany Brombacher. Hello. And Miss Christine Steimer. Oh, hello. That was so, like, melodic, Brittany. Was it? I sh- Hello. Uh-oh. We do. <laughs> Wait, okay. Was it bad? That sounds a little bit more yeah. like the, the blonde nerd that we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody, whether it's your first episode or your 115th episode. Oh, boy. We love that you guys are here supporting everything we do at What's Good Games. Hopefully, you guys noticed that we've been running this cool promotion with our friends over at Polyarch. That's right, the creators of Moss. And they have been supporting us as producers of What's Good Games for quite some time. And we decided to partner up with them for a really cool giveaway for one of the top-rated VR games of all time with more than 80 Global Industry Awards and nominations. That's right, Moss brings to life a compelling, fantastical story in a way never before possible. And they added a brand new piece of content called the Twilight Garden to celebrate. They have this adorable poster of Quill, their protagonist, their little adorable mouse that you can play as in the game. And it was created by artist Joy Ang, and she's autographed them. And we are giving away 15 of those posters that come with a code for the game. So if you guys haven't had the opportunity to play Moth yet and you have a VR system, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash what's good games. We've got a post there. If you guys leave a comment, you have until July 31st to leave a comment, and then we will randomly select 15 winners to get a autographed poster and a code for the game. You do have to live in the United States. But you don't have to be a United States citizen or resident. You just have to have an address in the United States. Just mm-hmm. a pro tip. Um, so I just wanted to remind you guys that we are running that promo and Brittany... We got some fun stuff happening this Saturday. Oh, boy. Yes. On Saturday. I was like, we do what's happening on Saturday. And then I was like, oh, right. Yes. No, this is going to be. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's going to be a really memorable weekend because as we talked about our lovely Andrea and our studios moving to Los Angeles. So this is going to be our likely our final stream, our final get together as the three positive what's good games in our San Francisco studio. So we are having our after hours stream on Saturday, the 27th, starting at 3 p.m. Pacific. We are finishing until dawn. It'll be great. I'm going to try to get some people killed because, I, I mean, it's it's fun to keep people alive, but it's, it's more fun when people die. But I mean, like... True. Toward the end, it gets significantly harder to keep them alive anyway. I know. I'm very excited about this part. You very remember, excited. right, Brittany? You and oh, absolutely. Me? You and me, it was like three in the morning. Oh, yes. We, we were we super hardcore. drunk. Oh, yeah, we were. Had some pizza. It was glorious. Oh, also, at 1, at 1 p.m. Pacific, if you're a patron of any level, you can watch our, our happy hour Q&A. Ask us questions. We answer. We ramble. We yell. We talk about random things. We go off topic. It's lovely. So join us. It'll be great. Um, since there's nothing else in the announcements, I want to briefly just like go off the rails for a second. So I got my hair done today. 
Uh-huh. I yes. went to a hair salon. I got my extensions redone. And Same hair salon lovely. or different hair salon? Different. Okay. I got the keratin bonded one. So before I had the little beaded clips and they're great, but they like kind of got heavy and annoying. And now I have the keratin bonded. Love them. I'm really happy with them. My hairstylist has a nine-year-old son and he was just there hanging out in the salon with his mama today. And she told me that he plays a lot of Fortnite, like a lot of kids his age do. And that's right. Yeah. She, so she brought him in we were talking about video games and he said, oh, so what's the name of your podcast? And I said, what's good games? And his eyes light up and he's like, I've seen you guys. I'm like, what? What? Have you? A nine year really? And I, the, for, my first thought is, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, this could be oh, very awkward. No. Oh, no. <laughs> and so then he's like, yeah, I think I have. And then he like skitters back into another room. And then maybe an hour later he comes out and he's like, so what's the name of your YouTube channel? And I said, what's good games? He's like, is your logo a, a, a controller? And I said, yes. He's like, oh, okay. And he goes in the back. And then I proceed to hear him listening to our show. And I'm just like, oh, man. I hope he, like, doesn't stumble across some random part where we talk about, you know, sex with random characters or so, whatever. It's fine. And his he mom, won't know what it's about anyway. It's I mean, it, I, I mean, His I'm mom sure. will. Listen, it sure. took me years to understand some of the really adult-themed parts of the movies I loved. Like, Dirty Dancing, I watched that movie over and over and over again as a kid, and it wasn't until I rewatched it in my early 20s that, like, there was, I even understood that there was, like, an abortion scene in that movie. Oh. See, I knew what the horizontal tango was by the time I was nine, for sure. And that Well, was, that, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so That's where you dance, floor. on the floor. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> anyway, it was just, it was just kind of funny, and I had this moment where I'm like, okay, I'm either going to hear, like, me grunting in the background, or Steimer, like, you know, saying something, I don't know what. It was just... I don't know, but it was fine. It was fun. His mom was really cool about it. I was just like, okay, do I leave now or do I wait till my hair is done? Do I save myself the embarrassment? You just but, can never go back there. I think that's no. I have to. I loved her. She was so she, good. Anyway, she's the one who has to like refresh her her bombs. My bump. My what? My bumps. What? Your bombs. Oh, uh, I your keratin bombs. I think said my bum. I was like, oh, that's that's. She does also like nice. to refresh Listen. your bums, but that's a different. What you salon. do on your own private time is between you, your husband, and your hairdresser. Okay? Apparently, <laughs> hairdresser never tells. That's all. Also, I'm drinking a tipple right now, which is a civilized alcoholic beverage. Oh, lovely! I love this new thing you're doing with working in British slang from your book. I like it. Thanks. Also, speaking of the Brits. Um, a lot of the folks who came to the What's Good Games meetup in London posted a photo because they got together on their own and were like hanging out like real friends do. Yeah, that, that was super my, cute. That made my heart feel good. So it was adorable. You guys were able to find some friends. Oh, God. That's what we hope that you can do. Sure, yeah. Um, and we'll be having another amazing opportunity for you to meet some friends and other lovers of What's Good Games at PAX West. But we don't have details to share yet. But just earmark Friday, August 30th for some amazingly fun times. Um, you know, brought to you by What's Good Games. <laughs> <laughs> what? Come and meet some new friends. Oh, no, it just sounded. Actually, it was hang out with them. It was lovely. Yeah. Good. Speaking of friends, thank you to our Patreon producers for the month of July. Tom Bach, Alex Rogopoulos, Ferris Tay, Muhammad Muhammad, and David Icolucci. We couldn't do the show without you guys. Along with shout-outs to new members of our Patreon community at patreon.com slash what's good games. Welcome to the fold. Drew Click, Carolyn, Willie the Silly, Who Does, Aaron Saxton, Muhammad, Brian Parker, John... Fitzner, Sarah- oh, no, yeah, that's probably right. You, you said yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Ricari, Josh Dolans, new save 
Also, I love that that's what you put your put in for your name. Paul Bryant, Steph, and Jared Kalber, Kalber, uh, Kalber, Kalber, Kalber. <laughs> I don't know how to say your yeah. name, Jared. I'm sorry, but welcome everybody to our fantastic Patreon community. We hope you take advantage of your Patreon benefits, as Britt mentioned just moments ago. So now it's time to get into some news. But before we get to that, I have to tell you this news segment is brought to you by Liquid IV. Liquid IV is the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Have you been trying to drink more water? Liquid IV hydrates you two to three times faster and more efficiently than water alone. With an added bonus of vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, and B12. It's great for those who travel. Liquid IV prevents, helps prevent jet lag, and it's TSA-friendly, and it's perfect for on those on the go to help you keep your skin hydrated while flying, which is a little-known side effect that you get super dry on airplanes. Mm-hmm. It can be used before, during, and after your flights, and because it comes in little packets, you can just put it in your pocket, and you're good to go. And also, say hello to summer hydration or should I say dehydration, staying properly hydrated is one of the most important factors during the hot summer months. As Steimer knows, she is a sweaty Betty right now. (sighs) So hot here. (laughs) Where's my air conditioning? (laughs) It's also pretty hot up here in the Bay as well. And it's probably hot where you are because it's hot everywhere on planet Earth right now, it feels like. All Liquid IV products utilize cellular transport technology, or CTT, a specific ratio of glucose, which is pure cane sugar, sodium, mined salt, and potassium. When mixed with a full 16 ounces of water, it helps your body absorb more of the water and nutrients you drink directly into your bloodstream. It's non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. So you've got lots of clean ingredients. And it can provide the same high Hydration is drinking two to three bottles of water because Liquid IV contains those five essential vitamins I just listed, including more vitamin C than an orange and as much potassium as a banana. Plus, you guys, this is really the feel-good part of it. They have this fantastic give-back mission. Feel good, do good. Liquid IV has donated 1.5 million sticks of Liquid IV to date to places like Haiti, Uganda, Puerto Rico, and most recently, Nepal. With each purchase you make, Liquid IV donates a serving to someone in need around the world. Hmm. We love Liquid IV because... It helps us stay hydrated. And we've all tried, I think, different flavors or different kinds of liquid IV. I have the lemon-lime. So recently, because here's my problem, ladies, is when it's hot and I'm sweaty, I get real grumpy, unless I'm drunk. But I wanted to do (laughs) – we have a 1.1-mile loop around our neighborhood, and it was like 85 degrees, which to me is very hot. So I decided I was going to pour my liquid IV into a nice tall bottle of water, and I drank it, and I did not get grumpy, and I felt very – Felt very hydrated at the end of it, which is really good because that means I have a happy husband who doesn't like hate me. You know, he's like, hey, it's helpful. Yeah, it's really Mm -hmm. helpful. No, but it it really made a big difference because typically I'll just carry around a normal bottle of water and it's like, cool, it works. It doesn't, you know, keeps me alive. But with this, I was like, oh, hello, I feel the power. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It makes it a lot easier to stay hydrated. I've been working out a lot more. And obviously you sweat a lot of your minerals and everything out when you do that. (laughs) But Um, so this has helped you know, replenish all of the things that I'm losing so that I don't, you know, become a dehydrated husk and die. Because that would be bad. Yeah. yeah. And those are really like super nice reasons. I'm going to be honest. You're thinking about it the way I think about it. This is a hangover cure. <laughs> so 
<laughs> oh, totally. I, yeah. The first time I tried liquid IV, I had drank probably two and a half bottles of wine by myself the night before. Whoops. Um, yeah. And the next morning I was like, this is a perfect time to test if this stuff works. And boy, oh boy. Um, what a what a f- miracle it was the next morning that I, I dumped it into a giant jug of water and I was like, dude, like it like cured my hangover instantly. <laughs> it's fantastic. So it's like you want to try Pedialyte. <laughs> I mean, it really kind of is. Yeah. But then you don't feel weird buying Pedialyte like in the drugstore. Absolutely. You can just order these at liquidiv.com. So we hope you guys will love Liquid IV as much as we do. So you guys can get a fantastic offer. You guys can get 25% off anything that you order on the Liquid IV website by using our special code, What's Good, at checkout. You go to liquidiv.com, just like it sounds, enter our promo code, What's Good, to get your savings and start getting better hydration. That's liquidiv.com, promo code, What's Good, don't wait start properly hydrating today 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 so i thought this week was going to be a slow news week and then suddenly stories just mysteriously started populating um the first one is an interesting one because it started out as something else and then pivoted into a more positive story thankfully so from friend of the show adam bankhurst over on ign Nintendo to repair Joy-Con drift issues for free and refund past repairs. Mm. Nintendo is officially taking action in regards to the Joy-Con drift issue and will be repairing any affected Joy-Cons for free and will refund those who have already had repairs done and were charged for them. As reported by Vice, an internal Nintendo document was discovered that stated that customers will no longer need to provide proof of purchase and the repairs should be done regardless of any warranty status. Quote, customers will no longer be requested to provide proof of purchase for Joy-Con repairs. Additionally, it is not necessary to confirm, excuse me, warranty status. If a customer requests a refund for a previously paid Joy-Con repair, confirm the prior repair, then issue the refund, the internal customer service details say. Customer support representatives are to guide switch owners complaining about Joy-Con drift through troubleshooting steps, but if that does not solve the issue, they're to issue a repair at no charge. IGN reached out to Nintendo for an official statement, but in the meantime, Adam called Nintendo support and have confirmed this to be true. Adam wrote, I have been having drifting issues in my left Joy-Con from my launch Nintendo Switch, and I created a support ticket a few weeks ago. I was charged $40 plus shipping at the time of the setting up the repair. After I called in tonight and brought up this report, the wonderfully helpful representative refunded my entire amount and upgraded my shipping to overnight at no extra cost. I asked if this was for all customers impacted by this, and she responded that it was. This response may stem at least in part to a class action lawsuit against Nintendo. That's what happened earlier. (laughs) That states that Nintendo's Joy-Cons violate various consumer protection statutes as well as various warranty and common law claims. If you are currently experiencing this Joy-Con drift issue, be sure to go to support.nintendo.com slash Joy-Con repair to submit a ticket so you can get yours repaired for free. And if you have an existing or completed repair order, of course, you can call Nintendo's 800 number, which... You can look up on your own time. <laughs> um, so this is really interesting. So the class action lawsuit was what happened first, which we're assuming then led to this update. So the uh, lawsuit was originally filed 
what was that the end of last week earlier this week so the the original story happened so the um, lawsuit the, was filed the news broke the 22nd so just like right. go back a few more days on the 14th on the nintendo switch subreddit someone created a thread that was called effective joy cons and it got over twenty seven thousand upvotes and then on the 16th kotaku put out a piece that really blew up too and it was called joy con drift is becoming a real problem and it, it seems like Joy-Con Drift sounds like a soda or like a like a half pipe movie. Like it sounds like a like, Fast and the Furious Joy-Con yeah, Drift, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so I think uh, it sounds like this is an issue that's been around for a few months, but it's just mm-hmm. now recently becoming you know news because it's a. If for those of you who are wondering what it's like, so essentially, whether or not your Joy Cons are connected to your Switch or if they're in your hand and you're playing docked. Um, think of it as like the left analog stick moving left or right or up or down without you having to do anything. It's kind of like when you would reboot, when you'd boot up your old consoles back in the day and holding the joint, the analog stick over, and then you would start the game and then your little analog, the pointer would be like going every which way. Jenny, if your ladies ever have that happen to you? It's like if you're... Not that I recall. Oh, so, okay, anyway, I'm, I'm derailing. But yeah, so that's what the Joy-Con drift is. So yeah, and then um, if you want to go over to Andrew, you can, or I have all the info here too. I won't rain on your parade, baby girl. No, go for it. Okay, I don't, don't have drift on my parade. My parade. Okay, so then on the 22nd, the U.S. lawyers followed the U.S. lawyers. U.S. lawyers followed, filed, filed. class action. That was hard. Yeah, a class action lawsuit against Nintendo. Chemicals, Schwartz, Creener, and Donaldson Smith. So it says here they filed the lawsuit on behalf of one Switch owner, California man Ryan Diaz, who purchased a Switch back in July of 2017. And after 11 months, Diaz's left Joy-Con began drifting, so he sent it in for a repair. And three months later, the problem returned. He then purchased an extra pair of Joy-Cons as well, only to experience the same issue happened with that. So then, obviously, this lawsuit was filed, and now there's still the form where you can go and submit your information if you would like to participate in this shenaniganry. You have to give, like, your name or email when you bought your Switch, what issues you're having if you sent it to Nintendo. And then the next day on the 23rd, Nintendo sent out the following statement, which was... At Nintendo, we take great pride in creating quality products, and we are continuously making improvements to them. We are aware of recent reports that some Joy-Con controllers are not responding correctly. We want our consumers to have fun with Nintendo Switch, and if anything falls short of this goal, we can always encourage them. We always encourage them to visit support.nintendo.com. And then, obviously, today or yesterday, the Vice piece broke, where Nintendo's like, hey, internal memo like this isn't a public thing obviously because nintendo has this lawsuit they're not going to outright admit like hey we're having some problems and that's where we're at yeah it's it's been really interesting watch this i don't know if the joy con drift problem has reached like xbox's red ring level (laughs) terribleness oh no that was Um, real bad Especially since you can continue to use your Switch with a like a Pro Controller, for example, um, while you send it in a controller to be repaired. But this is just so out of step for Nintendo, who we identify with an incredibly high level of polish, both in their hardware and their software. And so it's been really frustrating to hear how many Switch owners have been dealing with this issue. And regardless of if Nintendo was going to comp the cost, which I'm glad they are, you shouldn't have to pay $40 to send a Joy-Con in to get it repaired. Yeah, That's at that outrageous. point, you may as well just buy a new Joy-Con. Yeah, the Joy-Cons are, what, 80 bucks for a pair? Yeah. So essentially, yeah. Like, yeah. some people were saying they were sending them in and then they still weren't, like, the issue would just come back. So then you're like, well, well I just wasted 40 bucks. 
And you have to pay for shipping on top of that. That's just gross. So I'm glad that Nintendo's addressing this, but regardless, even if it doesn't cost you anything, you're still out the time of the piece of hardware that you paid for, and that inconvenience factor is really the sticking point. And I think that uh, Nintendo needs to do better about fixing this, and I hope when they release the new Nintendo Switch that's coming with the upgraded battery... Excuse me, the upgraded efficiency with the chip systems, the batteries, the same. Um, Ouch. And the, well, listen, I had a lot of people like push their fucking glasses up at me on the internet and be like, well, actually, Andrea. Um, and I'm like, that's fine. You can, you can tell me exactly what's what. Um, but like the new Switch that has the fancy bright red packaging. And then we have obviously Switch light coming you know we don't want any of either of those to be experiencing these issues either hopefully they have solved whatever circuitry problem they were experiencing but i'm very fortunate that i haven't you know um been subjected to this problem probably because i don't play my switch very much so if there's something wrong with my switch i just didn't notice it but (laughs) yeah it's definitely a frustrating problem and one that you can't really you know, get around if if you're the 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 uh, video clip I saw was Link in Breath of the Wild, and the guy or girl wasn't touching their switch, but he Link was just continually walking to the left, and then he just started climbing up a wall, and then he climbed the wall, and then he started walking to the left more. So it, it's frustrating. So it's a ghost. It's a ghost. That it's is a haunted. Yeah. So taking so over. Yeah. So all the Joy Cons are possessed by an evil demon. And yeah, now the demon's starting to manifest into the Joy-Cons. And so what you're actually doing is you're sending your Joy-Cons to Nintendo for an exorcism. Oh my God, is Luigi <laughs> doing it? Is Luigi like sucking them up with his little vacuum? And, like, and that's exactly there's... the idea that I had. Exactly. Yes. So they're <laughs> all going to Luigi's mansion. Yeah. And being exorcised there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It, but yeah, this is the right move, obviously, from Nintendo. I mean, it's too bad that it, it you know... Well, I guess it's, it's, a, it's, it's too goes. bad that it took a lot of arm twisting yeah. to get there, but at least it's they're the, doing it now. Yeah, yeah, it's because I had my Joy-Con. I have the and so I also saw a tweet from Mike Futter who has a launch system switch, and they no problem like also took his stuff, no questions asked, created the shipping label, like did all that stuff. So it's good that they're they're doing that. But I have for the longest time had issues with my left Joy-Con because it was also a launch model and it wasn't being registered it was consistently disconnecting and i didn't want to go through the hassle of sending it especially when the problem was so sporadic so we eventually performed surgery on it and stuck a little foam piece in the left joy con and then it worked but yeah good job nintendo you did it you did it so hopefully everybody can get the joy cons fixed and maybe with this next batch of switches it'll go away Mm -hmm. all right next story Steimer, you want to read this one? Sure. EA quietly begins what looks like a Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 3 Alpha. This is via Eurogamer. EA has sent out Alpha playlist invites for a new third Plants vs. Zombies shooter made by the Garden Warfare team. Currently codenamed Picnic, which is (laughs) super adorable. Uh, The game has yet to be officially announced as Plants vs. Zombies 3, but it doesn't take a lot to connect those dots. Invites sent out over the weekend were marked as confidential and came with dire warnings from EA that they were not to be shared or talked about online. So, of course, they quickly ended up all over Reddit. (laughs) And independently, Eurogamer has been forwarded some of those invites by those contacted. The invite uh, says, You are invited to participate in the new PVZ shooter. In parentheses, codename Picnic. Why would you tell people the codename? Anyways, playlist on Xbox One or PS4. The invites text reads, 
Made by the team that created uh, PVZ Garden Warfare, the Picnic Closed Alpha will give players a first glimpse into the new game. You won't want to miss out. Players from all experience levels and backgrounds are encouraged to join. Please know that the playtest will only be available in English. Playtests will run for three hours each on August 1st and 2nd between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Pacific each day. After that, there will be a three-day test from 11 a.m. Pacific to, uh, on August 3rd to 11 a.m. Pacific on August 6th. There's no word yet on what the Alpha will contain or what changes from Garden Warfare 2 have been made. So, I don't know why they did this without announcing the game because you know someone's going to leak your shit. Of yes. course. I think... It's an interesting choice, especially when you do a specific announcement about Plants vs. Zombies 3. Maybe they were trying to give that game a little bit more runway, but, I mean, at that point, if you're going to send out these invites, like, you, I mean, EA knows that no one's going to keep their secrets. Like, you are letting this be the way your game gets announced, which is a bit of a bummer. You don't... Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to hear the codename Picnic... Because I could have swore that somebody told me that it was supposed to be part of EA Play this year, this game codenamed Picnic. And we were all like, what game is that? Hmm. So hmm. curiouser and curiouser. It would have been a perfect place for them to announce a teaser trailer for it. Yeah, because yeah. if, if it's good to drop an, a trailer. Yeah, if it's an alpha now, you imagine they have something they could have put together because that was one of the games. Yeah. I mean, we've known it's been coming for a while. It was confirmed on some calls and yeah. stuff, but it would have been cool to see some stuff. I like even like Warfare. Even like a logo. Yeah. Just like if that's all you got at that point, fine. But just confirm it so that this isn't your confirmation. <laughs> Do you think yeah. a realistic graphic... Ref- okay, plans for zombies, but realistic graphics. Could it work? Could Why? You- <laughs> I don't know. Why not? Listen, if live action isks Lion King can work, I, I think almost anything can work. Can you imagine like these sunflowers like trudging through and like these weird like other things? It would plants. be real weird. Have you seen Little Shop of Horrors, Brittany? Little no. Shop Little Shop of Horrors. But you haven't? Uh-oh. I mean I don't we know, know what we're watching this weekend. Why am I ever surprised when you haven't seen something? You've not seen almost anything. It's true. Okay. It's it's great. Are you telling um, me that there are zombies and realistic plants in Little Shop of There's Forest? a carnivorous plant. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's a giant carnivorous plant that mm. looks very much like, like one of the plants in Plants vs. Zombies. Yes. Um, and he's he's funny. It's great. We'll, we'll watch it. It'll be fun. <laughs> so I'm excited for this. I really enjoyed Garden Warfare and Garden Warfare 2. I think it's coming at a great time. It's such a fun, family-friendly game. I know my little um, nieces and nephews like to play this game a lot back home in Fargo. Uh, much to my dad's chagrin, he's like, really, kids, who have to listen to you play this game again? <laughs> I'm like, hey, Grandpa, at least you don't have to, like, you know, play it with them. You can just watch them play. And but a new it- game would be great. Was it Plants vs. Zombies 3 just announced, too? For- yeah, no, I had mentioned that because we talked about it on the show, I think, last week or the week before. Did we? I don't remember. Yeah, so that's the thing I was mentioning is that it, it feels like the reason why EA didn't announce it outright was that they didn't want to step on the announcement of Plants vs. Zombies 3, mm. which is a very different style of game than Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 3. Yeah, that makes sense. But, like, just be like, yo, you got all these plants. And they're facing all these zombies. You want to kill them this way, you can kill them this way. You want to kill them this way, you can kill them this way. Like, look, 
we've got something for all the plant lovers on the world. In I'm the in world. A, I'm in a pondering mood. <laughs> Ponderosa okay. pining. I'm Ponderosa pining right now. Plants versus zombies. Think of this. Oh, here I go. Here I go again. Realistically, who the hell would win a fight against plants versus zombies? Have because, you not seen the happening? No, Simon. Of course not. So if you have the plants, Andrea, have you seen the happening? She hasn't okay. either. I am validated for once. So if you have plants no. and you have zombies and they have to go head to head, like plants are not things that can natively fight back against a whole bunch of shambling zombies. Sure, they can maybe if maybe if the zombies have allergies, right? You're gonna give the zombies a runny nose, big whoop. That they're they're dead. It's fine. So what, what Freddy, it be- have you played Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare? Yeah. Way back in the day. Way, way, way. I think it was the first one. So you one know that these plants have pretty intense attacks. And this is what I'm getting at. This is my point. These plants must be mutated. Maybe they are zombies oh, themselves. Yeah. Oh, not so, zombies, but mutated, sure. Mutated. They're like, more like X-Men than they would be zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. That, that's, I'm just thinking, like, plants versus zombies. Like, these aren't normal. Anyway, I'm just, please, let's move on. I'm, I'm in a weird mood. <laughs> my mind, you are correct. Let's move on. But also, I, will, I really, if you understood my happening reference, please, someone on the internet tweet at me, because, good God, I can't believe neither of them have seen it. No. It's a really dumb movie. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> so you're saying we should never watch it. You should watch, watch it, it with under some sort of recreational influence. Okay. So if, like, that's uh, drink, if you like to drink, drink. If you like other things, do other things. But yeah. I like to drink. Just going to get high on marshmallows. Let's mm-hmm. go. What? <laughs> um, okay. Brittany, you want to tackle this next story? I will. Grand Theft Auto V update adds a casino that can be played with real money. This comes from Rebecca Valentine at GamesIndustry.biz. Grand Theft Auto V's latest update, the Diamond Casino and Resort, adds the titular (laughs) casino to its fictional (laughs) Los Santos, but lets players use real money to play its games. The BBC reports that the casino's ships can be purchased with in-game currency at at a $1 to 1 chip ratio. GTA 5's money can be either earned in-game or purchased with real-world money at a rate of 500000 in GTA currency for $10 USD. In addition, the casino only allows players to purchase 50000 GTA worth of chips per in-game day or real-world hour, which is actually like 48 minutes. I think you said earlier. Mm-hmm, Every correct. 48 minutes. No GTA money or chips can be cashed out for real-world currency, which is notable, especially in light of the fact that earlier this week, British MPs declared that FIFA's in-game player packs and loot boxes were not gambling because there was no legitimate way to monetize their virtual contents after purchase. Instead, that money can be used to purchase other in-game items, such as cars, weapons, or appearance-changing items. However, not every country sees it that way, as a number of countries have blocked the gambling minigames in GTA V. This happened similarly in another Rockstar title recently, Red Dead Redemption 2. Unlike GTA 5, RDR 2 notably does not allow players to use real money to purchase its special gambling currency. So if gambling, if this is blocked in your country, my understanding is you can still enter the casino, but everything is like kind of roped off. And they're like, you can look, but you can't touch. No, oh, I thought for you, you. Could still, you could still use currency earned in the game mm, to play, they just but you can't buying you it. Can't yeah, you just can't use money that you paid for in uh, either in other kinds of currency or a shark card. Okay, that makes more so, sense. So yeah, so there was a know. there was a confusion about this earlier this week. So I covered this story on Games Daily with Greg right as it was breaking, mm. and I reached out to Rockstar's PR team to get some clarification. And by the time the show was done, we hadn't really finished. Uh, we hadn't gotten the clarification, but the official statement I got from Rockstar PR. Let me pull it up here. 
is you can purchase chips with GTA money in territories that allow it. And you can use a shark card to buy GTA money as always. But you cannot directly buy chips with a shark card in any territory. So essentially, you can use shark cards to buy chips, just not directly. You use shark cards to purchase GTA money. The GTA money goes into your wallet. And then you use that money in your wallet to mm. go into the casino and buy the chips. Now, the, the thing that we got incorrect as the story was breaking was the difference between a real-world 24-hour day and an in-game day. The information we had suggested that it was a real day, not an in-game day. So we did the math on this one, you guys. And if you played GTA Online for 12 consecutive hours with no breaks, which BT dubs don't do anything 12 consecutive hours with no breaks except, except maybe sleep. sleep. Yeah, except maybe, yeah. Except maybe sleep and breathe. Minds. Um, well, I mean, you don't have to force yourself to breathe. It's just gonna, anyway. Um, you would spend approximately twenty two dollars and fifty cents buying the maximum amount of chips um, in GTA Online to spend if you never left the casino. But I believe there are other blocks in place that prevent you from spending twelve consecutive hours in the casino. So it, they just kick you real out. World they kick real you world hours. Like get out of here. So that that's the thing that you know we kind of um, that Greg and I were were chatting about on the show earlier this week. But Steimer, I want to yeah. hear what you have to say about this. What do you think about this story? Oh, uh, I mean, for me, I think it's a little silly. It's kind of weird that like basically you have to money launder in order to get the thing. If you wanted to, like, buy the shark card to get the money in your wallet to then go buy the casino chips. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's a great idea, but it's also I don't super care about it. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see if this causes video games to have more uh, eyeballs on it via the governments of the world. Because now this does, even though it's not as um, the FIFA kind of thing was saying, like, they're arguing it's not because you can't do anything with it afterwards. Uh, you, can't, it's, you can't take the money out. You can't take so the money out. You're but, just buying digital in-game goods like a lot of games offer. But really, like, casinos in general, you don't usually win or do anything. <laughs> like, you just lose all your money in a casino. Like, that's the real-world application of that. Sounds like this is the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I, it's interesting, and I, I am curious to see now that this an, on paper appears like a much more one-to-one for a casino by somebody especially who is maybe in Congress or wherever and like doesn't quite fully understand a video game monetary loop um, and whether or not that causes more negative attention. I'm just curious to see. I, it's interesting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brittany. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, I think the reason everyone is clutching their pearls or their butts or their balls or whatever is because this is a Whatever casino. body part you want. No, it's never something good. I think it's because this is actually a legitimate casino. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, a casino. We have to talk about it because now we can spin this and make this into a super, you know, damning headline. But if you do the math, I mean, a dollar fifty or whatever we said it was um, per real world hour. And that's if someone is like, OK, I'm going to play GTA online. I'm going to spend three to twelve, whatever. How many hours just playing the pure casino? And they spend that dollar fifty every hour. It, this isn't a. This isn't a, like this. This isn't bad. 
is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. This is not a lot of money. It's and this these blocks have been put into place deliberately, and I think that's a good look. You know, if you want to do spend your, I mean, a lot of people love playing. You know, casinos in virtual reality. Look how many websites there are where you can actually spend like real money to get virtual currency and go gambling in casino. One of my very first. Super Nintendo games was actually a casino. Now, granted, I didn't have to spend any in world money, real money to do that, but it was still like I spent so many hours buying scratch tickets and playing blackjack, and it was just fun. And it's more fun than actually going to a real casino, in my humble opinion. But it's cool how the options there, and it's nothing crazy. It's not like you know you have to spend. There's a limit there for a reason. Is what I'm trying to say, and it's because it's a casino. I think everyone's like clenching their butts. Well, I mean, because I think it's something that more conservative groups can easily attach to and vilify. And like, so that's my main concern Mm -hmm. is like by making it an actual casino and you're playing the games in the casino, there could be very much a a story out there of how this is like a gateway to like gambling or whatever. And like, I could just see that very easily happening, especially given everything that's already happened with loot boxes. Um, So at this point, it's just like a wait and see yeah, I mean, this casino has been, what, in works for like six years now, or at least been rumored for six years. I think the mm-hmm. first hint of it was in 2013. So this has been in works like long before. And I mean, I don't know how long it was in development or and what I mean is like how much work had been done. I know there's an interesting story, I think it's on Eurogamer right now, which really delved into the the, the history of this casino and how actually it came to be. They asked data miners about it. It's really interesting if you're into that kind of thing. But I mean, this was a thing that's been in works, and so I mean, obviously, yeah. But like, like those, the people who are going to be mad about it are not the people that would have known that this is even a thing. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm just saying it's just bad. I think it's just bad timing. It's just it's just mm. the way it worked out. Like if this had come out three, four years ago when it had been like rumored or whatever, this wouldn't be making the stink that it is today. Mayhaps, gr- mayhaps, mayhaps. No, I agree because there are literally thousands of games that you can buy either on Apple's iOS store or Google Play, not to mention the hundreds of thousands of websites, as Brittany mentioned, where you can play casino games. So I just, my my opinion of it earlier this week was people getting your panties and twists specifically about GTA Online is like, really, really, bro? Like, this is the fight that you're going to choose to pick is with GTA Online when they've put you know, substantial restrictions in place when you could download an app on your iPhone and like dump literally thousands of real dollars into it with no restrictions whatsoever. You know, I think that the energy is misplaced, you know, making a a case against Rockstar or against video games that have these in-game transactions that are being self-regulated, which has always been my stance. Whenever we talk about loot boxes on this show, I always come back to the idea of personal freedoms and the libertarian in me always goes, you have to let people decide how they want to live their life and how they want to spend their money and not have the government come in and say, we're going to tell you what to do with your money and tell you if you're fit to spend your own money or not. I I don't like that at all. Uh, And so I just like, I don't like the idea of the government coming in to tell rockstar that they can't have a casino in grand theft auto when you can literally beat people to death and run them over and and a whole bunch of other really terrible things in the game. I just think that there shouldn't be that kind of censorship um, in video games or other sorts of media. So, And I know Rebecca Valentine does great work at gamesindustry.biz, but this headline makes it seem like you're spending $5, $10, you know, of your, um, your 
PayPal account or whatever, and then you're getting five to ten dollars worth of GTA money, and then you're just blowing it on a casino, you know, where you're getting some maybe virtual rewards or currency, which is like where I think it's it first kind of like that shock value, like oh shit, here we mm-hmm. go. But then when you look at you know some of the blocks of input into place. Um, you're like, okay, this isn't as as bad as the headline might make it seem. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I kind of like of a, of a shrug, like, listen, like there is a conversation at some point um, to be had with families and kids and talking about giving kids access. Also, don't forget GTA is a rated M for mature game. So hopefully that conversation should stop there. It's not supposed to be played by people, you know, 17 or under. LOL. LOL. I mean, um, you know, like real talk. I know like, the, you know, yeah. but like, listen, like if you're going to make the argument that you shouldn't have gambling in a game because, you know, it can exploit kids who don't know the difference. Well then like, what the fuck are the ratings even for? If you're not going to pay attention to them, you know, like I can't even like be bothered arguing with somebody who makes that, who makes that as their argument. The other argument I got a lot of earlier this week, cause I got a ton of heat for uh, my opinion on, on Games Daily was, you know, Andrea is making light of people with gambling issues and, and addicts. And I was like, I'm definitely in that making light of people with addiction issues. Those are very serious issues. But I would hope that if somebody is struggling with those kinds of issues, that they're not putting themselves into potential trigger situations, like literally downloading a piece of content that has the word casino in the name and subjecting themselves to to triggers for their disease. Um, just like people who are severely allergic to cats don't go into a room with a cat in it. Now, I know that's an incredibly reductive analogy, so don't at me with all of your anger about my analogy. It's just the first thing that I thought of. But, like, I think that we should allow be allowed to be adults and make our own decisions, especially for a product that's intended for adults. I don't think that's controversial, but apparently it is. Because <laughs> video games are for children. I think, yeah, Some like of them are. I think for like the more versus like, zombies, Garden Warfare Three. That's true. Like I said, I think the uh, the only thing I would I worry about is the people who are not super well informed, and like a lot of politicians do view all video games as for children. Like that's just how I feel like they view it. Um, even right. though yeah. even though it's not correct, and like yeah, there's a rating system, and it's just like. A rated R movie doesn't usually like it has certain guidelines and it can hit all of those points, like a certain number of whatever. And if you choose to let your kid in there, that's on you. You did that. That doesn't mean that the rated R movie should now be edited further than it already did to meet those requirements in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Anyways, I remember I thought I was going to be a sneaky young child and get the exorcist, the original exorcist when I was maybe like eight or nine years old. Why would you do that to yourself? Have, have you met Brittany. me? Yeah, this is what I do. And I she was like, hey, shit. this is a rated R movie. I'm like, eight. let's do this. And I am still slightly traumatized by it. So, yeah, I don't know if that has any relevancy to what we were just talking about. But I did something that wasn't meant for me. And now I regret it. <laughs> or do something. you? It's formed you. It's made you who you are. Today. I, know, I, th- I think that's what it is. I think I keep trying to validate my decision by watching scary things and trying to, like, overcome them. Like, I, you know, like, you are my bitch. Dude, I am the not exorcist scared by you. is real the original shit. one? Oh Oof. god no i still can't watch i watched the like 15 one. minutes of it like the bad 15 minutes of yeah. it and i couldn't sleep for like two months it no was really bad real bad it's, yeah it's intense all yeah. the things that traumatized me as a child were things that i thought i'd be sneaky about like resident evil 2 told my parents it was not a really a bad game oh boy speaking two, two years of, of dream nightmares. traumatization <laughs> good job simer 
Is that a segue? It is. Into the next story about dreams. Uh, Media Molecule wants to pay small teams to make games for dreams. This write-up comes from Eurogamer. We've already seen incredible examples of what people can make in dreams. The new PlayStation 4 game by Little Big Planet Studio, Media Molecule. Someone remade Final Fantasy VII, for goodness sake. Mm. Dreams editor is a very powerful tool. Just imagine a whole experienced team and what they could do with it. Snap! Media Molecule has imagined the same thing and has gone one step further, advertising for outsourced, contracted, small team help to make content for Dreams. Uh, they have a listing up on the MMM Jobs MM Jobs board that reads, Content Creator Teams. Some of the exciting opportunities we have require the skills of a small professional development team. Are you a small dev team looking to collaborate on something larger or looking for a small project to help fund your next gig? This isn't just normal outsourcing. It is much more about finding teams that want to collaborate with us on content for dreams we are a little light on requirements as this is an exploratory call out but needless to say experience with creating in dreams is required also says this is a contract position which is not surprising like you don't get a job at media molecule just because your team is making something in dreams that's not how that works (laughs) yep um applications will open shortly and dreams is in early access currently at the moment in case you forgot the launch is planned for some point later this year, maybe, who knows. We haven't really gotten any kind of uh, indication from PlayStation and when that game is coming out of early access, but um, thanks, Britt. <laughs> but yeah, so this is exciting. Um, as they mentioned in the story, there's a lot of cool stuff already being made in Dreams. The last time I logged in and played, um, what I found was that most of the experiences were just a few minutes long. So I guess that's they, what she said. <laughs> it's true. Um, and so maybe if they bring on some additional teams, not only will they diversify the types of dreams that they're making, but hopefully if they can get one team connected to a specific ex- experience, they can make something a little bit more robust. Yeah. And we've been talking about this for a while. You know, I, I know this is not really the same thing, but if you do have people creating games, on dreams is there any way for them to monetize that and it kind of comes back to hit records and ubisoft that we were talking about last week i just think this is cool i think you know if you do enjoy creating on dreams and you're talented at it this could be a good way for you to get some professional experience working with a developer and working with other people and it's a good resume builder obviously pay wasn't something that was included on the job listing or anything like that but um yeah it's just exciting Good job. I'm sure the pay like scales and slides up and down a rank depending on how many people are on your team, what you're making, how many weeks or months you're working on it, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Mm-hmm. At least that would be my guess. Indeed. That sounds like a good guess. Yeah. All so, right. Yeah, I guess if you listening out there are a developer with a small dev team and you're like, hey, I know how to make a dream in dreams, then you should maybe dream a little dream. Reach out to Media Molecule me. and let them know. Mm-hmm. 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 So now for their, our final story of the news section, Steimer is going to read it while Brittany grunts. Uh. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think oh, is amazing. <laughs> so this is from Eurogamer. <clears throat> Netflix's The Witcher show will indeed include that scene. <clears throat> yes, there's going to be a bathtub <laughs> scene in the Witcher <clears throat> Netflix series. Now, here's what I'll say. When I read this headline, to me, that was not that scene. My scene, the, when I thought the headline was involving a stuffed a unicorn. horse oh yeah the unicorn yeah, yeah. i thought yeah. That that's what that i thought of too yeah so not that one the other one um yeah. while sh- whilst showrunner lauren schmidt hisrich hisrich wouldn't be drawn on who exactly will be taking a soak or who they might be accompanied by she did confirm to io9 that there's quote 
there's a bathtub. There's a bathtub this season, she said. Won't tell you who's in the bathtub, but there's a bathtub. Uh, Hisrich promises plenty of nuance to the series, so whilst she acknowledged it is a, quote, very adult show, sex and violence in The Witcher won't merely be vehicles for shock value, oh. apparently. Uh, one of the things we're enjoying exploring, explained Hisrich, is that all of the shades of gray in the books, the characters you're rooting for in the beginning may not be the characters you're rooting for in the end. And characters you hate and seem absolutely evil are motivated motivated by something that's really relatable and human and emotional. Yes. Like a bathtub. Like a bathtub. I think the bathtub is a thing because that's been the meme that's been floating it's, around all over yeah. the Twitters. Yeah. I wouldn't have called it that scene. I would have called it that meme. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. 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 So Friday, last Friday, I think it was the teaser trailer for The Witcher During series. Comic-Con. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. If you are. Li- yeah. Go watch it. Oh, it looks so, so good. And I'll talk about this in the next section, probably, um, segment. But I've been reading the first Witcher book. So it's cool to like go through that. And think, <laughs> I thought I you think, said the thirst. <laughs> I mean, that too. <laughs> but it looks so good. And I'm really excited because I think this is going to be like, a. it's not Game of Thrones, but like a version of Game of Thrones-esque that I'm finally going to be like super involved in and into. And I know they're already talking about like future seasons. I guess Netflix has really... In- really has been really impressed by what's been shown so far obviously like behind closed doors and they're talking about you know continuing it and blah 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 so i'm all excited i think this looks super good i'm really? excited too. you've seen it yeah yeah oh. i saw it i watched it on my phone when it was i was like <gasps> what is this and then oh. I, I got i got stoked i am very excited about this obviously but they should have cast me as jennifer i was gonna say Obviously, you would make a way better Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, and Andrea could have been Trist, and then I could have just been some side piece Carol has. I would have been totally fine with that. You could be Siri. <laughs> no, no. What do you? Wow. Why? I don't want to be Siri. Why not? Siri doesn't bang Carol. No. Ew. But exactly. she can, that's what you I'm can saying. bang oh, every so other Bernie people. Is saying she specifically wants oh, to bang. Oh, 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 oh. You, okay. Sorry, Skype, sorry. No, no. Skype internet issues are a thing. I said I would happily be a side piece. Oh. Well, yeah, okay, I was trying to give you a better role than a side piece, but now I understand the motivation is just to bang Geralt, so now, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's yeah. all good. Got it. But no, I'm so excited. So we know Detective Pikachu is the, obviously, like, best video game movie out there, blah, blah, blah. This, I think this I think be... Jumanji was... Okay, okay. I haven't here, seen Detective here we Pikachu. Go. Here we go. <laughs> you haven't seen Detective Pikachu? No. <gasps> I didn't get Can we to watch see it? it? Yes. It's so good. Yes, let's... I want to see it. Yeah, let's go okay. see that instead of the other thing that I already forgot the name of. I already forgot to. Yeah, there's Little something else. Of horrors. Ah, yes. Little shop of horrors. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, this this looks like it has really good potential, and I'm very excited. Just super excited about it. Finally, a TV show besides Judge Judy that maybe I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, it's making me want to go back and play The Witcher 3. Maybe I... I'll pick it up on Switch. I can this play it on the go. Not in the news, but I, do, I saw this on Twitter, and I was also very excited. It's related to Netflix. Netflix is also bringing Invader Zim to his platform invader zim is like one of my favorite so fucking good invader there's a little zim. that sounds oh familiar. my god it's about uh basically <laughs> an alien invading earth um but oh! he goes to earth and he kind of is like a fuck up and he brings this little friend with him and his name is gur i think he's a robot yeah he's a robot and but then like to disguise him he wears like a little dog onesie <laughs> it's like the cutest shit and he goes and he goes gur <laughs> like, let's roll around on the floor <laughs> like i don't know i just i love this i show don't so much. understand any of this timer but the fact you that you're so excited like about this it, show you would really like the show i mean saying. i probably would i mean i'm down to watch that detective pikachu little 
shack of horrors, whatever the fuck it's called. Let's like, go. Google Shh. Gur, G-I-R in all caps. <laughs> Just Google it because you'll see his face. And Little you'll... Shop of Horrors is an American classic. Oh, well, you know. Shit happens. Oh my gosh. Look at Gur. Look at how Gurr. cute he is. Little Shop of Horrors. Gur invaders and oh, He looks really, God, oh, funny. he's like a weird puppet. No, so he's a robot, but that's his like disguise outfit. Is the oh. green like a green dog? Oh, I see. Oh, he he's kind of cute because he has to he has to blend in on Earth. Oh, okay, kind of creepy. I'm not sure how I feel about the tongue. No, oh my god, it's so cute. He's so cute. Ah. I love him so much. Oh, okay. Well, enough talking about Gur and Zim. It's time to take our first break of the show. We hope that you guys have enjoyed that news segment. When we come back. We're going to talk about what we've been playing, and I'm very excited about what Steimer's going to talk about. (laughs) Oh, God. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be right back. good everybody welcome to segment two of the what's good games podcast we hope you enjoyed that lovely little break because now we're here to talk about what we've been playing that's right it's our hands-on impressions portion of the show this week it's brought to you by quip we're not the first to say it everybody sometimes we need a vacation from our vacation delayed flights hotel snafus chatty travel companions (laughs) Get away for two minutes twice a day with Quip. Their wireless electric toothbrush is a lightweight and compact design, so it packs away easily in your tote or carry-on when you overstuff your luggage. It happens to all of us. Cough. <coughs> you know what I mean. I do. Plus, the time sonic vibrations give you a meditative break from that jam-packed itinerary, even if it's just moving from the hammock to the pool chair. When it's finally time to go home, keep staycationing with a fresh and simple health routine. Did you know that up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly? Guilty. Built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and to help you clean your whole mouth evenly. 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective. Brush heads, though, are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. A friendly reminder when it's time to refresh and stay committed to your oral health. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association, and they're backed by over 25,000 dental professionals and have thousands of verified five-star reviews. We love Quip here at What's Good Games because it's sleek, chic, and makes your teeth look neat. Ooh. I came up with that Ooh, rhyme all by nice. myself. I mean, that's kind of the best thing ever. Ah, thanks. But seriously, though, we travel all the time for What's Good Games, and it's great to be able to have a toothbrush to take on the go or use at home. I know the girls like to bring their Quip when they come up here to visit me or when we're going to see you guys at various conventions around the country. And the best part is that those replacement brush packages that we talked about are a nice little present each time they arrive in the mail. And it comes with toothpaste, which I really like. And that's why other people love Quip, too. And did we mention that we're taking our Quips to PAX West next month? Did I say Wexks? You did. Wexks. I mean, we all picked up what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks, Britt. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. If you guys want to get your very own Quip, you have to go to getquip.com slash what's good right now, and you will get your first refill pack for free. That's right. Quip starts at just 25 bucks, and you will get your first refill pack for free by going to getquip.com slash what's good. 
We know you guys can get Quip in other locations, but remember, if you go to getquip.com slash what's good, it helps support everything we do here at What's Good Games. And so we appreciate you guys taking the extra time to do what you can to help keep the lights on over here. And without further ado, let's talk about Lego Tower. Oh, oh my God. God. You're so excited. <laughs> I know. Simer's been playing and it's the best news ever. I know. I've been playing and I, we, you were like, wait, are we not friends? And I was like, no, no, I have not added anybody to this game. I don't know how to add anybody to this game. <laughs> and then you showed me before, right before we started the, to record tonight. Um, yeah. So like so my tower to- is small and shitty, but I hope that you don't mind. I but, don't mind that your tower is small and shitty because I know it will grow to be a big, beautiful tower. And I have to tell you, I highly recommend tweeting a photo of your character with your friend code like I did. And you'll have a bevy of friends in no time. And the benefits of friends are very good. Friends with benefits. This is oh, the important part. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit. The benefits of being friends with people on Lego Tower, most importantly, you get 10 bucks every time somebody visits your tower. That's, that's that's good. pretty good. It's, for, it's free money. Upgrade my and, my elevator. Exactly. And on top of that, uh, you're going to want to put your minifigs into their dream jobs, but you don't always get the minifigs for the floors that you have built. Oh, I'm but, I'm a victim, everybody. See, that's what I'm telling you. You got to be a, you have to be a very aggressive evictor. Can you but trade also, figs? Yes, you can send figs to your friends. So what you can do is if, so right now I just, the last tower that I built was a laboratory. I'll download the fucking game. Yes, Yes, Brittany, join us. It is sort of weird to get into. I'll say like, I was not super impressed at first. I was like, whatever, this is fine. But then I do find myself opening it and like tapping on some shit and then closing (laughs) it. So like, clearly it did something correct. (laughs) And even though... I don't normally encourage people to pay right away, even though I take that back. Yes, I do. Because we all pay money to play video games and we haven't tried the video game before we've paid for it. That's normally the That's way video true. games go. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, spending just $5 for the, like, the, the small bucks pack will significantly improve your enjoyment of the game from the get-go, from the beginning. Um, to help you upgrade faster and to rush your deliveries and to really more importantly to buy pieces packs and those pieces packs will help you customize your minifigs and that to me is the really fun part of the game so i'm now in a trading system where you can request pieces from your friends so there is i've really gone down the rabbit hole with lego tower you guys um there's a section (laughs) in the game in the game uh, called characters like in the yellow in the yellow bars down here when you click on it it's got all of these special characters that you can build but it's tough to get those specific pieces so what you can do is you can go into a piece. Like I have this piece here. If you guys are watching at youtube.com slash West Good Games, I only have one piece too. You guys might not be able to see it on your it camera. Just, yeah, it just looks like he so has what gray, I can do gray pants. Is I can, yeah, I can click on the headpiece and I can go request from my friends. So now if one of my friends has an extra piece, maybe they have two or three of them that they got in random drops, um, then they can send the piece to me. And I love that you can trade pieces with your friends and you can request workers. So if I only have one person whose dream job it was to work in the laboratory and I need three, then I can say, hey, friends, do you have an extra laboratory dream job minifig in your tower that you're trying to evict? Don't evict them. Send them to me. Evict them. So I have. Number one, I did one stupid thing. 
It's not that. I didn't think it was stupid at the time. I thought it was very clever. So I didn't know. I didn't understand the hearts next to like it, on the elevator shaft. Like there'll be like hearts next to each um, floor. If there are people there that are, enjoy their jobs. Also, no one wants to work in my fucking flower shop. And I don't know why it seems like a lovely gig. Like you get to smell <laughs> flowers all day long. You're working with beautiful plants. What's the problem? Why don't I you want to be here? Shop, folks. Nobody wants to work there. And I'm so upset by it irrationally. <laughs> and I also feel like everyone in this goddamn tower is kind of a piece of shit. Like they lose their <laughs> things all of the time. They let their pets run wild. They also put like bananas on their pizza. And then they put <laughs> like three chickens, live chickens on them. And it's really fucking weird. This place is weird. There's some weird shit going down in Lego Tower, I gotta say. Like, <laughs> the horse is probably my favorite. It's like, I've lost my horse. And it's like, wait, what? No, there's an alligator. You lost an yeah. alligator in my building? You're evicted. Like, get out of here. Now that you mentioned it, there's a shark. There's a shark, too. Have you seen the shark yet? I have not seen the shark. Oh, my God. It, it, it wiggles around. Oh, it's pretty funny. Speak of the devil, an alligator is loose in my tower. Are you <laughs> sure you ladies just aren't smoking a little substance before you play this game? Because that's so, what it sounds like. It's so funny. It's just so weird. But So what I did was, before I understood what the hearts meant, makes sense now, but uh, I was like, okay, if they like their job, I'm going to put them in white pants and a pink t-shirt, all of them. So they all look the fucking same. And then later on, as you start to play, now there's like a pizza delivery guy who comes by and he's like, I need to deliver this to so-and-so. And I'm like... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> they are all in pink and white. I don't know who I don't know where this person is. It takes me twice as long. So don't do that. Put them all in very distinct clothing so that when that person comes along eventually you will have an easier time finding them. So how did you find out who it was for? Do you have to just like individually I click on it? I scrolled real slow and found like the correct hair piece oh, on the no. person. Was like, oh, it's this guy. But um yeah so that was pretty funny pro uh, tips yeah pro tips from steimer don't dress them all the same you'll be very confused later on uh well i haven't spent any bucks i've spent them on speeding things up less than a handful of times like less than five times i save all my bucks for elevator upgrades Smart. because i'm like no no i want this thing to go real fast i also get irrationally angry at people who go to the second floor because i'm like <laughs> take the stairs why are you wasting my time why are you wasting my time? This is not... I, I was hoping oh. to get someone going to the 10th or 11th floor because I have uh, my Olive Apartments, which is floor 11, um, where I'm evicting everybody unless they have something in my tower that they want to do. And I have right. other people in the other apartments are a little. I'm a little looser with. Like, they are already there. I just need bodies that are right. paying me rent. Things. Yeah. yeah, but the Olive Apartments very exclusive. So I get really excited when someone goes to the 11th floor because I'm like, ooh, what are you? And then they're like a piece of shit that wants to do something I don't have. And then I evict them immediately. (laughs) I think you should be a landlord. I am am a brutal landlord. I think Um, you should manage like a high rise in downtown somewhere. I would love to because it probably mean I would get a free apartment and I would be down with that. You just yell at people and evict them all the time. I'd be like, get out of here. So, Steimer, I have a little bit of bad news for you. Uh-oh, what's that? About your 11th floor olive apartments. Uh-oh, what's that? Uh, the 
The best way to run your tower is to put all of your residential floors at the bottom of your tower because when you have your uh, goods at the top of your tower, the higher your elevator delivery, the more money you get for the delivery. And you don't really get that much money from apartment deliveries, especially if your apartments are empty because then a person moves in. But if you have goods at the top of the tower, you will get more coins per per delivery. So you want to move your apartments to the bottom of the tower and move your You can um, move stuff? Yes, you can change the color of the bricks as well. I know you can change the color of the bricks. They didn't tell me how to move anything. Yeah, so if you click on a if you click on a tower, so or, or a level, so there's uh-huh. like I have my far. If you click on the wrench, yeah, you can see the move button in the bottom oh, right hand corner. Oh, look at you! So I know some people um, like to group all their specific types of levels together. Um, I was talking to Joey about this. This makes he, me like this game more because I was actually irritated that I felt like I had no control over what was happening in this tower. Oh, yeah. No, they they give you quite a bit of customization. And like I've seen people who do I love visiting people's towers and seeing the different color schemes that they have. Some people group their t- uh, their floors based off different colors. Some people group them uh, you know, based off uh what type of vendor they are. Some people do alternating colors. Like I saw a bumblebee tower from somebody hmm. that was like black and yellow every other tower or every other floor. Uh some people do a solid like I saw a solid a uh, pink tower from somebody. Mine's solid white. It's boring. But I feel like that's the kind of building I would run. I would there run a really classy-ass bitch tower. Classy-ass bitch tower. With, and then I would evict everybody if they didn't belong there. Or if they <laughs> so put bananas on pizza. If you don't want to go to work in this thing, in this tower, this little tower community, you can you can best leave. You can just go. Well, I'll start sending I'll start sending you stuff, but I again I do if you guys are interested in playing this or if you haven't spent any money yet, that five dollar pack um will really help go a long way to getting you into the game and to collecting pieces because to me the really fun part for me now is dressing up all of my minifigs to match the floor they're on. So I did the Sky Police recently because one of the special characters is a traffic cop. And so when you convert a special character into one of your other minifigs, they pay a thousand coins in rent. Oh. Versus like the 100 to six or 700 range. And if you put them in their dream job, then they pay times three. So you get 3,000 coins in rent from a special converted character. But I knew that if I was going to convert a traffic cop, I needed to put them in the police. And so all of my other little minifigs, though, are in their dream job. But they've, I've got them all dressed up like little police officers. They Each of their outfits has like some kind of a badge on it or like a walkie-talkie. Because um, the variety of pieces that you can get in the game are are pretty amazing. Like my farmers market people are all wearing overalls. Um, I'm trying to see how are you going to find the person if you get a pizza delivered. <laughs> oh, but they all have different headpieces. So ah. They all have uh, different hairstyles, um, and so and they're not in the same color overalls. Like I have a couple that are in blue and one in green. But then one girl has the long hippie hair with the red headband. One girl has like a blonde ponytail, and then there's a guy with like a weird hat. So I can definitely uh, yes. tell the difference. Man with weird hat. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed that one of my minifigs looked kind of like a like a, a super creeper. He had like a weird mustache and was wearing like a creepy jacket. And I was like, who is this weird creepy guy? So I had to fix his I had to fix his outfit too sweet. Also, they have the lifeguard that you can convert. They have a male and a female lifeguard. So of course I had to put them in the swimming pool. Duh. Duh. I love I just love how much you love this. 
it, I, the it's one been thing, a while. Maybe, maybe you can tell me, Andrea. Can I turn <laughs> off the BrickBook stuff? Because that's the one notification I fucking hate. Um, I don't think you can. I just ignore the BrickBook yeah. notifications. I'm like, um, I get it. It's kitschy, whatever. Haha, <laughs> they have lives. Like, I don't care. I <laughs> I just want you to make me money. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. Some of them, like it's like one in every like twenty. They're not. They're not too funny. Yeah, but but I do see them pop up, and I'm like, I would prefer to just never get these, but that's fine. Whatever, it's all good. All my my cafe is the first the first place to have three people who love working there. Oh, great! Yay! But again, people, everyone fucking hates the flower shop, and I don't understand it. Maybe they well, have allergies. Slimer, once you make some friends in Lego Tower, you can request workers specifically for the flower shop, and then everyone can send you flower shop employees. Send me flower shop employees, because I don't know why you would prefer working in a sculpture studio to a flower shop, but here we are. <laughs> Wait till you get the person whose dream job is the mail room. Dude, I got a mail. I evicted so many of those people oh. thinking I would never get a mail room, and then I got a mail room, and I was wow. like, shit. I don't know Come where back. my mind is. Come back. I my mind went to M A L E room. Oh no no no! And not. I was like, "What the fuck is a mail?" Oh no! Okay. Like where you store your mail? Oh, it Brittany, must, it must be that. No, dude, you it must know be what? That I want to move this to the bottom of yeah. a tower though, because like that's where it would make sense to me to have a mail room. It's like the first floor. <laughs> you yeah. can, you can. Visit. I know, but I'm like, but why would you? Yeah, I don't want a level eleven fucking mail room. Who's putting their mail room at the best view? Nobody. I know, like, the idea would be to, like, you would think conventional wisdom says put all of your uh, residential floors at the top because they get the best view. But yeah. really, like, if you're really trying to min-max the system, you got to put the residential floors at the bottom. This guy so lost his piano, which I don't even know what to say about that. How do people <laughs> lose pianos and alligators? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, how are, where, what are you, what are you doing with your life? I have misplaced my alligators. Someone sir. new. Fuck you. He wants to do ninja training. Get out of here. <laughs> wait do you need a ninja yeah there's a ninja there's like there's some no really cool i know but do outfits. you want me to send him to you do you need a ninja training guy oh um i well, how much rent does he make 620 yes send him to me i will hold him in my mailbox oh wait you're not in my friend theory yet <laughs> wait i sent you a friend request you did you but it didn't add? show it didn't show up huh what's your id all right everybody here's my id i already have 206 friends oh um, maybe you have the cap it's seven G C L. And um, I, I seven G C L. That's it. Continue. Um, and I have my Benandria co- costume on still because it's just too good. And I have yet to see another person with the banana hat, so I'm very happy about that. Okay, I also, sent you. I've decided to implement a, a five day rule. If you haven't logged in in five days or more, you're getting booped from the friends list. A boop. So I've had to boop a bunch of people. And then another pro tip, the lost and found took me a little bit to figure out. Um, if you have uh, the lost and found, you can max it out at 25,000 bucks found. And the longer you wait, the the more bucks you'll get. And then that's two ninety nine to purchase. I may have purchased that like three times already. <laughs> wait, it I sounds don't understand. Like you're getting what is your it? money's worth, though? Yes, absolutely. So they have a couple different in-game transactions, as we discussed on the show before, because this is a free-to-play game from Nimblebit. And you can do the Tower Club, which I highly recommend. Um, you can get 25 days of the Tower Club for 5 bucks, which I did. Joy and I were like, hey, if we're still playing this in 25 days, we'll re-up. But um, shout-out to um, Nimblebit for sending me an additional 25 days. So now I have 40 days left. 
Um, but right next to the Tower Club in the menu is the Lost and Found. So these are items that you can get that are uh, generally like... I don't want to call them like legendaries, but they're like special items because they have the little star. So that means they're more rare to get in the drops. And so you can get a handful of these items. You get 12 items plus 25,000 bucks for $3, which is a good deal. Because otherwise, if you go to the buck shop... This UI is confusing. Why does it say full next to both of them? Well, because um, if you buy it, then the counter goes back to zero. And then it takes time for it to get up to twenty five thousand. Oh, okay, I see. Bucks, I see. So you have I to see. wait multiple days between purchases in order for it to max out at twenty five thousand. Got it. Or you can just buy the standard buck packs if you want. But like that is really the best deal in the whole game if you don't want to spend too much money because you get twenty five thousand bucks for three dollars. Otherwise, if you go to the store, it's fifteen thousand bucks for five dollars. So it's, it's a clearly better deal. Here's what I'll just, say: yeah. This game I've been playing for a bit, or I guess. Like, honestly, only like a week. But um, I have never been like felt forced into buying anything similar to what Andrea said before. It's not super obnoxious with anything. Like, for instance, I just also downloaded a puzzle game called Wordscapes. That's shit's annoying. It's like constantly making me watch ads now, like every time I solve a puzzle. And I'm just like, holy shit, I would have paid $5 for this and not have any ads whatsoever. Um, But that's not their business model. Uh, and so I have to say thank you Lego Tower for not making me feel like a piece of shit for not <laughs> spending any money in your game and maybe I'll throw you a few dollars here at some point <laughs> thank you for not it's making okay. me feel I'm, like a piece of shit I'm, I'm paying enough for both yeah, of us I'm like, Andrea's, Andrea over there she's got me <laughs> in fairness though I've only spent about $15 on the game which is totally I think totally fair like it's a fun little game yeah. um and if you actually do it properly, unlike me, then I think <laughs> don't dress everybody the same. I'm telling you, once you get more pieces, you're going to love dressing your minifigs. Yes. Like, it's so much fun. Just, I, start, bu- just start buying some packs. Okay. I first I first am busy kicking everyone out of my building. <laughs> um, Brittany. Uh-huh. You have been playing a couple of different things, but uh, do you want to talk about your book first or do you want to talk about the games first? I can talk about my books. Okay, let's my, do it. What's my, good books? What's good books? So ever since I finished Judgment, I've been in this weird thing of life. What the hell do I play next? I don't know. Nothing. I think with Wolfenstein Youngblood coming up and then it's going to start ramping up. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I downloaded Shenmue, started playing that. It, it hasn't aged well, but it, it, like it was old fine. Shenmue, like original. Oh Shenmue? yeah, oh yeah, the remaster on PS4. It has. It was on. It, they were having a great retro game still, so I downloaded that. Started playing that. And then started playing Pathfinder Kingmaker. Uh, so then I was like, I'm gonna fucking read because video games just like you know, they ain't doing it right now. So I started reading a comic called Rat Queens, and this is. I thought I had the author written down, but I don't. But the first issue was published in 2013. And I love this so much. The Rat Queens, what I love about it is it's set, it's set in medieval fantasy. And it follows four girlfriends. So you have your dwarven warrior. You have your cleric. You have your little smidgen um, rogue. And then you have your necromancer. And these four girls are like super best friends. And they're all super distinct with their own very different personalities. 
And it's very, it's a very mature themed comic that there's a lot of sex, violence, swearing, like everything you could think of. And the comics were never just afraid to go there. And it's very progressive. You know, you one of the characters is a transgendered orc named Braga, and she's fucking wonderful and lovely. And so it's it's really fun how it's very open, and it's just a hilarious comic. It kind of reminds me of if we, the three of us, were thrown into some medieval fantasy world. And, you know, these characters, they go on quests, they go out drinking, they play games. You know, it's it's... it's, it's they're like us. They're like, yeah, exactly, like us. And so it does feel like you're reading a comic that follows four women and some and five when some of the other characters come in that are just like in a medieval world, like doing side quests, like killing goblins. And then, of course, there's some like fun political stuff that comes into play. I've read maybe, I don't know, like a few hundred pages of it, uh, which isn't like a lot if it's a comic because, you know, whatever. But it's really entertaining and I'm finding myself really loving it. I have the Image Comics app on my iPad and that's how I've been reading them. And it's just, they're, they're really good. I would absolutely re- recommend checking it out. It's called Rat Queens. It's fun. Rat Queens. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I've been reading is, because after that lovely teaser trailer we saw of The Witcher on Friday, I went out to Amazon and I primed The Last Wish, which is, oh God, I can never say his name right. And... <laughs> Simon, you know, you know Polish names, don't you? You know I what mean. I'm trying Sorry, Andrzej Andrzej author of The Witcher. I don't know. Uh, let me look up his name again. I'm the worst. A N D R Z E J. Last name S A P K O W S K. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna butcher <laughs> it. Like I was never very good at Polish names. Yeah. So I've been Kowski really interested. Is the the last part Sapkowski? Sapkowsk. Oh, was there an Sapkowski? I at the end? And the I got cut off. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a ski. Either way, if it's very, Polish, it's usually a ski. A ski, very talented gentleman can write. Obviously, Witcher. Hello. Uh, so I've been really interested in the Witcher books, and I have been for a while. And a couple years ago, I read one of them, and I don't know which one it was. I don't think it was this one because you think I would have remembered. But yeah, if you want to get into the novels, because that's what the Netflix series is based off of, you want to start with the Last Wish. And what I really like about this, it's a series of short stories that follow Geralt, and it's supposed to. It was written after the, some of the other books, but it does kind of dis- explain some certain things, like how he got his nickname Butcher of Blaviken, like th- that's talked about. And there's his first encounters with uh, certain characters, you know, you, there's dandelions in there, Yennefer makes an appearance. So it's really interesting to see the Geralt of old, and the author does such a great way of writing him and the dialogue, and it's just, I just can't stop reading it. It's, I think it's like 300 and something pages, and I'm halfway through, and it's really easy read. It's, it's really great. So... If you have any interest in The Witcher or in this upcoming Netflix series and you've never read the books, I would highly, highly recommend you read them. They're very good and entertaining and fun. And it scratches that itch. And that's what I have to say about that. So do it. It's like eight bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Scratch your Witcher's itch. Wait, what? <laughs> no. I mean, maybe. I mean, you might have one after. I think I'm going to buy it. Uh, you inspired me. I saw you tweet about this earlier this week, and I was mm. like, you know what? I never read it either, and I've always been intrigued by the details of the fantasy part of The Witcher, and it's not that it's hard to get from the games. Obviously, I think the games have done a good job of it, but nothing gives you the same level of detail that narrative does in book form. Yeah, so. and a lot of the little short stories feel like a side quest that you would get in The Witcher, and it's just they're oh, so good. Just do it. Do it, Steimer. Okay. Do it. 
do it do it do it i've already read some of them so i'm not you're not itching and on top of that you've been playing a game that Uh i am not surprised that you've you finally got to but i'm glad that you'd finally got to talking about the sims i I lost yeah the sims yeah 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 so i was again like this weird this weird thing I'm going through like a quarter life crisis. Well, I guess I'm past a quarter, a third life crisis at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, a third life crisis. So I'm like trying out a whole bunch of different shit. And so then I saw The Sims. And I was like, oh, this sounds good. What I did not realize is that The Sims expansions are like forty dollars each. Yes, there's so there's, many of them. They're substantial though. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so I'm thinking, okay, like what do I want to get? So I got the base game. I got pets, obviously. Duh. I got the seasons and then going out, which I think is the club expansion. Yeah. So I have never played a Sims game before outside of the games that are on GameCube or PlayStation 2 back in the day. But after seeing Steimer play on EA Play, I got inspired and I wanted to woohoo someone. And I still have not done that. Spoilers. Wait, really? No, because I haven't played more than a couple times. Okay. I mean, it took me 15 minutes, but sure. Oh, no, I know. I, I, I'm, I told you I, <laughs> I'm not as talented <laughs> as you are in the woohooing. You just gotta, you gotta sweet talk them real good. I guess. And then be like, come on back to my place, baby. You make it seem so easy. I was getting like sad faces and like, or the red, like negative reactions. And I'm sorry. So <laughs> I mean, uh, you're both married in real life. So I think it's true. I mean, but let me, let me have the Sims. <laughs> you are having it. No, you are far, you're superior, Simer. Uh, so I started, I, at first I was going to build my house. And then I realized that that's just way too much of an undertaking. I like modifying houses. Yeah, so I use the not rosebud because that's only like I don't know that was not enough money. The mother load, I think it's fifty thousand. What's a what's a currency? Simoleons or whatever. Simoleons, simoleons. Yeah, that sounds like what it is. So I got a whole Simolians? bunch of money. I always so, get I that wrong. Know. Simol is something. The the, the cash money. Oh, yeah, simoleons. Simoleons. I don't know. Sounds like I had this conversation with the team from Maxis too because. When I was working with them for EA Play, doing all the rehearsals, and you know, sadly, I didn't get to actually work with them at the event. Um, I asked them how to say this because I was like, I feel like I'm saying this. I've been saying this word wrong the whole time, but it's an actual real word. Simoleon. 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 Yeah. I fuck. I'm never gonna remember that. Simoleon. So I gotta see what it says here. I don't get it. So I got a house. Simoleon. That's what it is. Simoleon. That's what the internet says. Okay. Simoleon, the 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 Google says. The Google, the Google machine. The Google says, hello. So I just went in there and I put in like the best bathtub, the best shitter, the best TV, the best bed, all that stuff. Because yes. I don't, I don't want to have to manage like I know that some for some people the thrill is like you start from like a little bit of nothing and then you get a job and you burst you you further your career and now you're all great. And it's like, no, I, I always use rich. cheats. I always use cheats. I add a bunch of money so that I can do exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Um, I also, there was one time where I bought like the high, I think it was high rise or like downtown. I forget exactly what it was called, but it was like city living stuff. And on the box art, it shows people in a hot tub on a roof oh. or like on a roof deck. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, I'll do that. So like I bought an apartment, like a, like a rooftop apartment. And tried to put that hot tub on the balcony. Uh-huh. And guess fucking what? It won't let you. So I was like, Dicks. this is bullshit. So then I had to do more cheat codes just to get the hot tub on the roof. I did it. <laughs> but you couldn't do it without cheats. Really? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it was well worth it. It was so cool. I was like, yeah, look at my hot tub on the roof. Yeah. I'm so cool. 
So what I did is I didn't I'm not familiar with The Sims at all. So I know for a lot of people, this is like, duh. but there's the gallery, which you can go in there and then you can search for whatever you want. And people upload their creations there and you can download them add to your game. And so I was like, who do I want my neighbors to be? So, of course, I looked over on my my game room. And then the first thing I saw was Final Fantasy 15. I'm like, all right, I'm going to live next to the Final Fantasy 15 guys. I'm going to woohoo prompto. So. I went to the gallery and I downloaded all of the little dudes and I moved them into the house and then only like one of Ignis would come by and like say hi to me and I got butt hurt. So I went over to their house, flirted with Prompto. He didn't like me at first and I was really upset about it. And then it was like, here's the thing. I had a lot of fun in The Sims, but sometimes it's a little stressful because it's like, why are you making this stupid decision? Can I just have everyone love me already? Why do I have to know what to say to you? Why don't you just want to woohoo me immediately? And Abby, then, duh. Yeah, duh. And then, like, she has, I want her to take a shower. And she's like, no, I don't want a shower. I'm like, you filthy bitch. You got a shower. And she's like, no, I don't want a shower. And I don't know why she was disobeying me, but she was. And I was not happy Did she have some other need she wanted more than the shower? No, I think she was just being stubborn. I don't know. Maybe her filth wasn't. Oh, you know, actually, I think it was. I think I looked into this later. I think it was that there wasn't enough room between the shower and, like, the toilet or something. I don't know. Oh, Yeah. Dude, I had a weird, again, this was not Sims 4, this was Sims 3, but uh, a weird bug that drove me fucking crazy, where it, it's really bad. So I had this house full of, uh, like, a little family that I, oh, because I always make, like, two roommates and then I have them, like, fall in love and fuck. Great. Okay. (laughs) Or not really fall in love, they just fuck. But, and then they had a baby, and for whatever reason... Like, both of their, even though I called, like, a babysitter, like, all of their Sims needs were so low that they were ignoring the crying baby. and Or it was a toddler or something at this point. And, like, they just put him on the top of the stairs. And no one would pick this fucking kid up. And I was like, oh, my God, get the baby. Like, get the baby. Like, go feed the, do something with him. He's crying. He, like, has all of his needs need to be met. Holy shit. I called, like, multiple babysitters. All of the babysitters would go up to the child, pick him up, and put him right back down on the same oh, part of the stairs. No. And I was like... Oh my god, what's happening? And then uh, eventually protective services came and took him away. <gasps> Holy shit! Wow. And I was, like, I was like, I am doing everything in my power to like not have this happen, but all of the sims were bugging out and no one was actually helping and like doing the thing. I was pissed! I paid like 60 bucks for each of those babysitters and none of them did anything. Oh no. Bitches. I was like, yeah. this is bullshit. It's just a weird, the sim life is a weird life. Like, you have this beautiful house, and of course, I have all these cool, like, VR things in my house and whatever. Your neighbors come up to you, and they're just like, yo, I'm so-and-so, and you're like, hey, what's up? They come in your house, and they just start using all of your shit. And it's yes. like, I barely know who you are. My kitchen's on fire, because my girl doesn't know how to cook, but you give no shits, because you're off in your virtual reality paradise. Meanwhile, my dog is, like, shitting, I don't know what's going on. Like this is fun, but um, I just need. I think I you think need I just, to have more of like a like a directive with what you want them to do. So like, yeah. I always have like, okay, uh, this one's Batman because yes, I've done The Sims with Batman. I just had him become like <laughs> super detective. Um, so like that was his job. That was what he did. And then I, like made Selena Kyle, and like she would come over and she was a robber and like because that's a job you could do with The Sims. Yep. And like I had like give, make like dumb things out like that, or I'll be like, okay. I want to do um, like a gold digger run where I'm just like sleeping with all these rich people, breaking up marriages, getting married to them and then killing them. Like, that's what I want. Like killing them, not with mm. that sim, but like locking them in a room and setting it on fire or whatever. Um, oh. That kind of shit. Like, so it's always it's interesting. The Sims is more interesting if you play it with something like that. Something in mind. Into, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. No, that makes more sense because I mean it's fun and the time just goes and it's it's like wow, we're it's it's four in the morning. How did this happen? But oh, yeah, yeah, it's like it's, what, it's what do the I do? Weirdest <laughs> time time loop, time yeah, suck hole it, like ever. It's crazy. Yeah. So I've discovered the Sims and I want to get back into it, but I just know as soon as I do the time is just gonna like so I, I would not in. pee because my Sims had to pee. I would not shower even though my sims like i was not taking care of myself i was so wow. busy worrying about these fucking sims that's why i don't play it anymore uh, that makes sense i mean that's a good reason not to yeah i need to shower i need to eat you do you need to use the bathroom i do need to use the bathroom occasionally yeah Those and that's been just pavlov hierarchy right mm-hmm. is that right mm, i don't know i'm just gonna smile and nod it's not it's not pavlov pavlov is the dogs the dog the dog the, i the always dog fuck drilling. that up it's something it's with an M. It's something with hierarchy an M. Hierarchy of needs. It's a uh, Maslow's. Mas, yeah. I was like, I know it's an M. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> Get close. Yeah. Yeah. And then well, I started I'm playing. you're having a good time. Okay, no, keep going. Yeah, the only other thing I started playing, because of course I did, is Divinity 2. Now, this isn't Divinity Original Sin 2. This is the game that came out in 2010. And it's made by Larian, of course. And I never played this. I know. And it came out on Xbox 360, which I don't know how I missed out on that. Probably because it was around the time I was playing Dragon Age Origins for the first time. But anyway, probably. Um, It's really good. I'm I'm surprised like that I had never played this before because it reminds me of it has all the same humor in, in characteristics of Divinity Original Sin, but it looks and plays more like Dragon Age Origins. Mm. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of this fun mishmash of like these two games that I love so much. And I'm only maybe like a couple hours into it. But uh, I'm like, I'm really excited to go back and play more. Because, it, yeah, it's it's kind of and it still looks, I mean, decent. It only came out like nine years ago. And granted, like I'm playing on PC on the highest settings. But it's, so it's not like super, super sexy, but it doesn't look terrible. And uh, yeah, that's the other so- thing. This is going to be a dumb question, but is Divinity Original Sin and Original Sin 2 in the same universe? I assume yes. yes? Yeah. You okay. got it, girlfriend. Yeah. So Divinity Original Sin and Original Sin 2 are like the isometric, you know, turn-based um, RPGs, CRPGs. This one is more, like I said, Dragon Age Origins, that it's real-time. You click, you have your little abilities, but every time you level up, you get your action points and you or your skill points, and you can assign them however you want to whatever you want. It has the same quirky humor. It's really funny. It's just really good. It's just, oh, it's a good game. I'm sad I missed it, but I'm playing it now, and that's all that matters. Yes, it is. There we go. And that's it. I'm playing, a, I'm doing a lot of weird things with my life right now. That's good. Yeah. You're, like, just weird for you? Not, well, I mean, it's like I'm reading comics. I'm reading books i'm so it's not weird Sims. it's just weird for weird you for me yeah. yeah like usually i'm balls deep in like a jrpg or like a super like long story driven game but right now i'm like sims divinity comics the books. sims is i mean honestly governments should be investigating the sims not loot boxes <laughs> that shit's addictive it really is <laughs> yeah um i love i love that you get are getting into new things i think that's what summer is great for you know, the slowdown in July in particular, because like June, we still get some of the holdovers from spring and August. We get some of the like 
people trying to get a jump on the fall. But July is like the true like wasteland of video game releases that allows you to like catch up on games that you missed or go back and revisit things. Um, as we mentioned, Wolfenstein Youngblood uh, just released on Friday. Um, Bethesda did provide us with codes, but we haven't gotten a chance to play the game yet. So hopefully we'll be able to report back on that next week. Um, Destiny 2's Solstice event has kicked off. Uh, they've got Iron Banner going, which I'm excited to, to jump into. I know that there's a lot of other games of service. Um, For Honor announced that they've got a new hero coming to the Viking Legion or the Viking faction in their game. And the Division 2's uh, first episode finally launched, so I'm really wanting to get back to the Division 2 and check out the new content that they've released with the new specialization. So there's a lot of cool stuff to to get into that isn't necessarily like your traditional, you know, big AAA release. Ooh. I think that's A-OK. I've, I also forgot, I've been playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, too, on Switch. Oh, yes! yes. I, um, I have it downloaded, but I haven't started playing it yet, but I've heard good things. Yeah, I'll wait to talk about it in, until some of you ladies have, because I don't know the first sh- shit about superheroes, I admit it. But I've heard it's a fun co-op game, and you know, like, that's kind of the thing I love to do. And oh, it's local. Jesus Christ! Oh, what, I just what looked happened? down and there was a bug, and it just surprised me. <laughs> is, it, is it the ant? Is he visiting you? Are you going to kill it? No, it's a, it's a baby roach. What? Ew! Put that thing outside. Uh, I'm just, I mean, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna kill it, but I have to wait luck. till we're done with the show first. Okay. Well, I'll we can wrap it I up just... anyway. Yeah, if you like superheroes and you like co-op games, or you like games where there's lots of superheroes or co-op games, it's great. All right, go kill that fucker. Um, so next week we'll give you guys an update on uh, on um, Ultimate Alliance, um, and maybe, just maybe, I'll get Brittany to exchange Nintendo friend codes with me. And we could play together. <laughs> oh my god! Would it not be the day? Dude, wouldn't that be it? Would like we would the heavens would stop, the clouds would part, the <laughs> angels would sing, and then we would play together on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to What's Good Games. Whether you're watching at YouTube.com/slash What's Good Games and you've hit that subscribe button or you're listening on your favorite podcast app. We appreciate all of the support that you guys give us. Don't forget, we've got those fantastic streams happening tomorrow. And if you are a patron and you can't join us live, you can always get access to the archives at patreon.com slash what's good game. So you don't have to feel like you've missed out on the content. You can go back and watch it at your leisure whenever whenever you want to. And uh, it's gonna be a, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a sweaty Oh, yeah. Fun time because it's going to be hot up oh, here yes. in the bay, and the studio has no air conditioning. So, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe the new studio in Los Angeles will. Oh, yes. It, it better. Yeah. I was like, it otherwise, will. we'll both be dying. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, I'm going to be living in the valley, and there will be air conditioning. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Have a fantastic weekend. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.